Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello, everybody, wherever you might be. That's right. Tez Racing Talk, all thanks to Ladbrokes. As we head towards a huge weekend, so much going on, gorgeous weather, mystic journey, still a star, winners galore. Hello, Campbell Brown. Great to be here, Cam. Yeah, it's it's all happening. Um, footy finishes one week and then we just roll into yeah. the, This is the true spring. I know spring started Agreed. about a month ago, but... Smell that. Agreed. Until we get to October and officially we're done with AFL, NRL will be done in 48 hours' time, maybe. There might be a postponement <laughs> yeah. of that, but uh, this is time to really fire it up. And we've got a huge, huge show ahead of us. You can get involved anytime you like, Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. But this is exciting. How you been? How's your last couple of days been? That's no, been good. Um had a very quiet one last night and mm-hmm. uh, just got up this morning and I've bounced into the studio. So mm. I know that you're at track work at Mooney Valley, oh. so you're a little bit tired. I, I, I was. Good I, dedication by you, though. It Did was you stopwatch? Yeah, stopwatch. Only for the first half of the morning do I have the stopwatch and then I start working on the David Taggart monkey nut in my mind thing so I can actually count it out manually, <laughs> uh, which is good. It was beautiful out there today at, uh, at Mooney Valley and it is somewhat – when we when you and I have the – the privilege of different opportunities to be able to go to certain places and, and be involved in certain things. And there was no different today doing some Ladbrokes work and rehearsing with something really cool, but can't help but flatten you when you're somewhere and you're knowing that ugh, we can't yet get back on track and the uh, Ladbrokes Cox Plate, which I think there's a couple of these Tasmanians might actually head there at some point. Uh, we won't be there to watch it happen. But you know what? These things happen and we just continue to find a winner of which... Do you want me to bring it up now or not? Uh, yeah, might as well. How filthy you were on Sunday when a particular man joined us on this show last week and said, with most confidence I've ever heard, it wins. <laughs> it wins. And you gave that tip to I everyone. Did, I did, did I? I mean, it was a viral text. I had the text come back to me four times and it said, Campbell Brown absolutely swears black and blue. And it's just a little sluggish out the gates and couldn't make headway late. Yeah, we went back to, to near last um, and, look, finished the race off strong, but it never really looked like it was a, a winning chance on Sunday. Um, so that, that's that's okay. It'd be better for, for the run and um, hopefully we can follow it next up. Yeah. But we're talking about La Cadeau, obviously, yes. um, which was in race five at Devonport. <sighs> you know who someone, I guarantee you had a better weekend. Like, guaranteed. In fact, I'm going to go as far to say that since you and I caught up last week, when it comes to great weekends, Petrarca 2, Gorn 3, Buckets more 4, number 1, Jamie Cockshut. <laughs> he had a nice time. I believe he did. I believe he did. Jamie, uh, congratulations, brother, because uh, the D's get the job done. Hello to you. Yeah, young lads. Yeah, no, it was a it was a weekend I'll never forget. Um, don't get me wrong; it's taken over forty years to see the Demons win a flag, but um, it was just amazing being there, mate. And just the atmosphere was just electrifying. And 
the last 45 minutes of football from the Demons is the best 45 football minutes I've ever seen by any team. I'd be happy to say that. All right, Jamie, as a Doggies fan, you can go get stuffed. I think I said the same thing to you last Friday. But uh, no, you're right. That last that last 10 minutes of the third quarter and then the uh, unbelievable way they went about their business in final number four for the best team in the league, thoroughly deserved. Now, I don't, I don't want... I don't want exact numbers. I just want to know if this rumour is true because I've been told by two other people, Jamie, and uh, occasionally Mayo gets added to things, in particular around huge sporting events. But is there any truth to the rumour that you dipped your toe in at round four into the Ds to win the flag and then you dipped back in in round six and you were fully submerged in round eight? You went head under in round 10. You even had a little crack at round 12. Oh, round 14, the odds are a bit juicier. I'll do it again. Hey, he's round 16. Yeah, you know what I'll do. I'll back the D's again. Again at 18. Ah, uh, you know what? I've come this far. Round 20. We lost to the dogs. Who cares? Chips I'm in. going again. Round, and I also heard at three-quarter time of round 23 when you were seven goals down. So you weren't just passionate. You're also very financially, uh, of course, gamble responsibly, but very financially switched on around your beloved D's. Yeah, no, it was a pretty good, um, a pretty good collect to be honest. I started back on from round about round five or round oh. six, and every weekend I was putting two or three or, or maybe four hundred dollars on them, you know, at around between the five and six dollar mark. And you know, I just thought I was pretty bullish. I thought they had the team, and when they started not getting many injuries, getting mm. towards the end of the season, I become more confident. You know, all the good players were injury free and. Yeah, I was pretty bullish, boys, and yeah, not often it comes true. I don't worry, I've done it a few years in the past with Melbourne back in the early 2000s when they had a good team, but um, 2021, it finally paid off. Uh, well, congratulations, mate, and uh, obviously you've been in wonderful form when it comes to the harness world as mm. well, so looking forward to that. Hobart Harness on Sunday. We might get your best bets at the other side of having a chat to a couple of our people now. You first, Brandon, because I've got to try and work out if I can yeah. actually do this. Jamie, obviously, since I've started talking to you, I've been really uh, taking a little bit more interest in in the harness down there uh, in Hobart and right throughout uh, Tassie. Am I on the right track when I say that following a guy called Connor Crook is on the money? He seems to be riding or driving very, very well. Yeah, he's had a great season, Connor, you know, driving and training and um he has, he's had some handy horses on low marks come through the ranks and mm. yeah, he's done a good job and built a bit of ticket fence together. But a few more on their mark now, but I'm sure Connor will um, replenish and, and get some more horses in on good marks. But he's had an outstanding season, Connor Cook, and I think he's the leading driver and he'd be the second leading trainer behind Ben Yeo. Yep. He's, and he's only a young fella and, you know, he's passionate and he's got some good people around him, Rowan Hillier, who's one of the the most astute horseman in the state and he works for Rowan and he trains his horse horses out of Rowan's property. But yeah, he's had an outstanding season of eight boys. All right. I be honest, when it comes to technology, it's not uh, my strong suit. So I don't know. Have we got you on Jamie when Paul joins us, which is about to, or we are saying goodbye to you before Paul joins us. Do you know? No, we'll have a chat with Paul boys. All right. Well, uh, oh, geez, here we go. Let's see what happens here. If I hit Paul, Yes, I've been able to work it out. Well Paul, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm getting bigger and better with technology in my own in my older age. Paul Ash, Ashwood joins us. Paul, sorry about that. We've sorted out. Hello to you. Hey, how you going, boys? How you going? Yeah, doing really well. Exciting weekend ahead of us. Looking forward to it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, exciting times. All right, uh, Hobart, let's start with uh, race number three. You've got a couple in there, have you? Yeah, I've got Nova Baxter, and it's up to me. Um, both got winning chances. Um 
um, Nova backs the trial Monday night and um, trial pretty pretty good. Um, and the other horse, he's been racing in very good form at the moment. I, I, I do want to know, I'm not sure if you're even involved in the naming of some of these, but baby... You a song? Do you know the? Uh, were you were you the person who named it, or were you involved? You didn't, do you know the origins? No, no, no. I never named it. The owner <laughs> Rowan Hilliard um, <laughs> named it. Mm-hmm. it. It's a it's a country and western song. Okay. So if you, if you Google it, uh, one of the songs. Yes. Uh, yeah. How that's ma- how we got it. Hey, uh, Paul. How many times as a trainer do you roll an eye, or at least two eyes, with uh, a horse name when they roll into your stable? Well, when it when it come up, I thought. You're kidding, aren't you? Baby, you're a song, but then, 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 then I thought I rang him. He said uh, it's a song, so I googled it and I listened to it. So it was all right. Do you like the song? It's not too bad. No. <laughs> I love it, Jamie. Fire away, brother. What do you? What do you? What do you got for Paul? Yeah, Paul. Just want to post to you, baby. Your song. You know, he's yet to be to the races. As all us locals know, he's from the. You know, really good producing mare. She's Riley Mack, who's a superstar in her own right, and he's a half to Riley Major. Um, baby, your song's been very impressive at the trials. Um, where's your rate amongst the, the youngsters you've had in the past? Because you have had your hands on some very good young horses over, you know, the 30 odd years that you've been in the game for. Yeah, um, she's probably up with, um, um, she's probably up with all the good ones at the mo- not at the moment, but she'll probably end up one like one of the good ones. Um, but um, she is a very um, nice filly. Um, she's done everything right at the moment, um, and hopefully she does everything right on Sunday. And she just looks like, you know, she's going to be able to do a lot of improvement going forward, you know. Like, um, you've been able to get a ride for this rich series, the Epicus Size Stakes series, which is a $50,000 final in a fortnight. And, and she's, even though she's on debut, you know, she's my top seed at the moment. So let's hope we, we're both on the money, buddy. Yeah, well, we hope hope so, Jamie, that um, that he um, does everything right and 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 does the job for us. That's amazing. And with Nova Baxter, she's owned in similar interests as as all our locals know, and she's a very nice filly. It's a pretty hot race, but she draws a really good run through early. And one thing about her, she has got a bit of toughness. And yep. my thinking is, if she gets in front of Isle Lake Beach early, it's going to be pretty hard for Isle Lake Beach and even your stable mate to get over the top of her if she's you know close to the mark. Yeah, that's right, Jamie. Them, them three are probably the main players in that race. Um, and she's having her first run back from the break. Um, the other two are pretty um, forward in um, fitness-wise, but um, she's pretty fit and, and going well. So it'll be an interesting race. And let's hope you can win a, one of the feature races over the next couple of weeks to um, take, you know, to get up along there with your brother who took out the, the rich four-year-old final last week with Watch My Lips. Oh, yeah, just cross fingers and hope we do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Good luck, Paul. We appreciate your time on the Taz Racing Show. We'll talk soon. Cheers, mate. Thank you. There's Thanks, Paul, Paul. Paul Ashwood. Uh, race three, number 10. Uh, race three, number 13. And race four, number five, baby. You a song on this weekend. While we wait for our next guest, Jamie, you might fire through your best bets for Hobart this weekend. Yeah, it's a good night. It's a good night of harness racing. There's a couple of plays that I like. Race two, a horse called Off the Top of My Head. Um Actually, Paul Ashwood trained this horse when he was a youngster, when he's when he's working for Mick Maxfield. Very nice type. Been a while between drinks, but just maps to get the perfect run. Drops in grave. Should be around the four fifty or five dollar mark. Looks a great each way bet. I'm pretty keen on Paul Stilly in race three, Nova Baxter. I like her as a horse, and she's just got that barrier where she can push through early and get in front of her major rivals. And despite lacking race fitness, I think she can still get the job done at three dollars or better. 
And there's one in race eight, Graphite Stride. Um, was very good at first up start locally um, at Devonport last week. Come from a long way back three wide, which is not easy to do. He should be around the 5 or $6 mark, and he looks like an each way better than nothing, boys. And the other one, I am pretty keen on Baby You A Song. Um, very impressive at the trials, very well bred. Um, Rowan Hillier jumps off Miss Pappenhouse and the drive it. He owns both of them, so that's that's a lead in for everyone. And um, yeah, she's very good, baby. Your song, so if she does everything right, she'll be winning as well. Um, the play for the weekend for the listeners will go a parlay two and three. We'll go off the top of my head, Nova Baxter and Graphite Stride. Now those odds are pretty generous, five dollars, three dollars, and maybe six dollars. So there's a fair bit of value in them. So. The listeners out there want to play a bit of insurance. Don't be frightened to go a parlay place with the same three runners because I'll be pretty confident, you know, if they don't win, they'll definitely be filling a place in. Oh, and you're in such good form too. This is what people need to do. I I noticed that you didn't... uh, I'm going to welcome our next guest in right now and you can introduce him, Jamie, but uh, it is going to be a very interesting uh, weekend. Shane's on the line. Jamie, fire away. There you go there, Shane. Good day, Jamie. How are you? Yeah, first off, mate, I'd just like to congratulate her. Uh, you know, it's three weeks, a fortnight or three weeks ago now that Shane was the breeder of both winners of the Sire mm-hmm. Sweepstakes Series in Mickey O and May's Place. And um, it was quite a, you know, huge achievement in my eyes, Shane, especially for a little hobby trainer. You've been doing it for plenty of years. And um, how was that night? How was the feeling? And just tell us a bit more about yourself, mate. Um, so first off, yeah, yeah, I was uh, uh, very, you know, reasonably proud, I guess. Um, it was good, uh, the horse, the howlets bought at the sale, and Mickey Ho, he won straight up, and then well, there was a fair bit of pressure on May's place to win, and she just got over the line. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's good. It's a bit of a, a passion I've got for the horses and the breeding. Um, yeah, besides that, I've, uh, as you, the second part of the question, I've uh, retired now, so I just, uh, you know, potter around and breed a few horses and um, race race the one, ones that I think are going to be okay, especially the fillies. Yeah, well, that, that's the main aim of the fillies. Like you said, you keep the fillies to, to grow your breeding stock for later on in life. But um, I'm very impressed with Mickey O. I just think he's a very, very smart horse. He's from the, the former smart race mare, Arc Breeze, and I'm not sure how much, how, if you've got any other prognancy coming through out of that mare, but I'm sure they'll be shortly after at the upcoming you know, yearling sales in March at Carrick this year? Yeah, I I actually, um, I did have a well-said cult, but there was a, a paddock accident and I lost him, so that was a bit disappointing. But she's um, since folded an American Ideal filly last week, so something to look forward to there, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. American Ideal mm. filly, you know, they've... Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, she'll be all right in a couple of years, mate. So um, yeah. I've noticed May's place is not in the prelude. Um, she's obviously having the week off and, and just hope to get in the final in a fortnight. Is that the case? That's the case, mate. Yeah, she's um, she's had quite a few trips to, to Hobart, you know, over the last couple of months, I guess. And, um, yeah, um, we just, Kent just thought that he'd, um, you know, just give her a, a week off and another week to freshen her up a bit. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with her. She's right to go. So, yeah, just, just give yeah. her a bit of a spell. So I'm sure you'll have your eyes keenly glued in onto a horse called Baby You Were Song in that prelude because the raps are pretty big about her and I've seen a trial and you know she's impressed me a fair bit but the one thing May's place 
she's a real racehorse. She's a professional racehorse, and she's bloody got a good record. Yeah, uh, she has. Yeah, yeah. Eight starts for four wins. But yeah, I, I, um, real, I agree with everything you said about um, Rowan's horse, and mind you, the other horse is pretty bloody smart too, um, Miss Pappenhausen. So. Yeah, no, she, she, she was a bit stiff the other week, but um end of the day, Miss Pappenhausen is still learning about the game, and, you know, in a fortnight from Sunday, it's going to be a great race to throw when they go ahead and tongs, and, you know, the barrier draw is going to go a big way to determining the race, if my eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's an open draw, so, um, as you say, it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting, isn't it? We can't yeah, wait for, for it, sure, boys. Oh, sorry, Jamie, one last question, mate, before we uh, move on. What do you got? Um, just um, so how many mares you got in foal this season, Shane? I've got um, okay. Arc Bruises foal, um, Crowder Crown, another of most places uh, in foal to lather up. Yep. And um, I got another mare, there, Shadow Art. She's in foal to Warrawee Needy. So, yeah. oh, well, there's something to look forward to in you know in in coming years and something for the the local buyers to look forward to, especially with the um, the Tasbred scheme. As you know, it makes buying horses at yearling sales very, very attractive now when if you're a Taswegian. It certainly does, Jamie, yes. Uh, beautif- yeah, but- beautifully done. Hey, Jamie, we've, we've got to move on now. Shane, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Shane. Superstar. To, to you, Jamie, I've got a question off the text here. Um how many? This is from Matty O. Just quickly before we let you go, how many horses? Of course, we're talking about um, some of the the different. Uh, well, into this weekend, I'm just trying to read the text. Now I'm having text missing. I'm having tech issues left, right, and centre here this morning, so I do apologise. Uh, in fact, we might try and hold off on that until I get a better text, and we'll ask you it next week, Jamie. It's about uh, heats and preludes and all the rest of it. So I'll find out what's going on from our tech side of things. So I apologise. Any last words uh, for you, buddy? Uh, I, I think I understand where you're coming from, yeah. mate. Um, I'll. I'll, I'll... What it is, a prelude is, to run two heats, yep. you need a, a minimum of seven starters in each heat. Okay. So you need 14, 14 horses nominated for the series. And in the Phillies division, there's obviously only 11, so they make it a prelude. Ah, okay. And the final will be 12 horses. So if those 11 horses all go through to the final in a fortnight, May's place will sneak into the field if there's no other horses nominated. So it'll be up to the discretion of the, the stewards and the racing bodies. And that's what it is. So there's usually two heats, but we never had enough nominations, which is a little bit disappointing. So they call them preludes instead, boys. Got it. I reckon that's pretty much what Matteo was asking. And just before I do let you go, Vinny and Diamond Creek just asking, what was that parlay, that the, the, the place parlay you pushed uh, before for your weekend? You got it off the top of the head there? Yeah, it was off the top. race two off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> race three, Nova Baxter. Yep. And race eight, Graphite Stride. Beautiful. That was a lot funnier than I thought it was. Hey, uh, Jamie, <laughs> congratulations again, not only on all the winners you've been laying us into, but uh, also with the D's and uh, the great trip you had, mate. We look forward to chatting to you again next week. No worries, mate. Thank you very much. Superstar Jamie Cockshard, all things harness racing. How about harness on Sunday night? Featuring the preludes of the Dandy Patch and the Evicus for the two-year-olds. Very... I, I would I would say, Cam, mm-hmm. you didn't mean to do that pun. Oh, please. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well played anyway. The horse, the, uh, the, the harness was caught off the top of my head, race two, number oh, no, 11. It, was. it wasn't until... 
I, I didn't he mean giggled. it at the time. He got it. Yeah, I and know. he thought. And I got it. So Jamie right now thinks I'm the funniest guy in the world. And uh, to be honest, the hot week that he's had, I'm happy with that. Uh, we'll go to a break. Plenty more on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Campbell Brown and Cam Luke, all thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk. You can get involved anytime you like. Simple. 0499-736-736. Our main man is Brennan Ryan to talk all things Greyhounds. Hello, buddy. Hi, guys. Hey, how's the week been, bud? Yeah, it's been pretty good. We've had some uh, pretty interesting racing uh, coming across, um, you know, from Monday and, and at Launceston and then through to Devonport Tuesday. And some good noted winners coming out from uh, last night's meeting at Hobart as well. Jeez, there's plenty of good racing coming in the next four or five days. Certainly is. We've got the um, heats of the St. Ledger and the Laurels coming up this Thursday, uh, next Thursday night, I should say. And then we've got the heats of the Colonial Hotel Middle Distance Championship over 600 on Monday at Launceston. So there's um, certainly not a dull moment, as you pointed out. They caught up in grand final and all the great racing and all the rest of it last week. I haven't actually kept track of your tips. Uh, keeping in mind, you can probably uh, bend the truth here if you didn't, in <laughs> fact, tip the winners, Brennan. But how did your, uh, your tips last week go? Um, we didn't fare too bad. Um, we came out with a winner actually at Hobart on last night um, with uh, Lock and Loaded for trainer Anthony Bullock. Uh, came out to win the 340 at Hobart from uh, from box four. Missed the start a bit, but uh, negotiated her way through the field and come home pretty nicely. And she's now yeah, won about uh, three straight on end at the moment. A nice little career record. She's a granddaughter of the great Miata, who was a champion stayer in her time. And um, yeah, it looks like sure this girl might not reach the heights, but she's certainly um, going to earn her keep in the next few weeks. Beautifully done. Let's bring in our very special guest. Uh, Robin Johnson joins <coughs> us right now. She's the chairperson of the North West Greyhound Racing Club, Devonport, of course. She's a huge part of uh, of great greyhound racing in Tasmania and, of course, uh, husband's a trainer, so she's across it all. Robin, welcome to Taz Racing Talks. <laughs> yes, hello. How are you doing? Hey, we were just saying how exciting it is. Obviously, this time of year and the, the spring has sprung and there's a bit of an extra spring in people's steps. But this is a great time of racing, isn't it? Oh, it, it's really good. We've, like at Northwest Greyhound Racing Club, we're about to start all our feature events, which makes it a really busy calendar. And lots of good racing and good dogs coming to the track. So that's excellent. Robin, with your uh, your husband, Gary, being a trainer, how often uh, is dog chat around the kitchen table? <laughs> Um, those who know me know I also work and we run two other businesses. Oh. We're lucky if we say hello to each other. <laughs> it seems to be Saturday morning at the trials and the argument over where I'm going to put the new pups, who needs to be moving where, who's not sort of fit to race, who needs a, a little bit of a sort of a muscle treatment, who needs a shower. <laughs> That's our conversation. Do <laughs> we talk about form of the dogs? Very rarely. Like we just love to see our dogs race and, if they get somewhere, they're going well. And Gary's sort of more across it than I am. <laughs> That's um, more yeah. arguing than civil okay. discussion. Well, <laughs> there's many around the country, Robin, who suggest that might be the formula to a successful marriage. <laughs> um, yeah, I, look, sometimes I think and other times I go, you know, oh, here's my husband. <laughs> well, I... Um, I, 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 I said it's all true. Sometimes Gary needs the muzzle. <laughs> yes, well, every now and then I'm hearing. <laughs> hey, well, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you had a quick chat to him at least at some point Monday night because it was a nice night, uh, Dan and Lonnie. It was a great night. Like um, Sharon Jones and I took um, our team up and, you know, we came home on an absolute high. What a run for Kenzie. She was 
sideways on the corner and I thought, nope, that's it. She was last on the back straight and I thought, oh, this isn't looking good. And she just wheezed through the field and rattled home. It was just a, a look, it just makes racing so good and so exciting. Mm. It is an exciting yeah. time as well. And uh, far away, Brennan, what do you got? Well, I just want to ask Robin. I mean, you know, winning that race on Monday night, it meant a lot because of your connection there with the sponsor, Steve King, who's given a fantastic contribution to Greyhound Racing in the state. Yes, look, um, I think we worked at Steve started his contribution in 1964, and I was just out of nappies. Um, but he's just been such a wonderful supporter, and even in his retirement, um, he still supported the club and it's just got such wonderful connections and thoughts. And, you know, Sharon and I were driving home and, and as I said to her, you know, sometimes races like that, I know sort of, for me as a person, are better than our cups because they've got such a wonderful connection to the people of the industry. Robin, with, with, with Brownie Campbell and I and our, and our work, if we ever go anywhere or we're doing some type of other job and someone's always like, you got a tip for us, you got a tip for us. Now, you're a registered nurse. Does that happen to your work? Like, you, you're looking after people and doing great work and all the rest of it, but does sometimes patients, when they're not feeling the best, ask for a tip to try and pep them up? <laughs> it's no good asking me for a tip because I'm But it's amazing the amount of elderly people who follow, you know, racing, and it's their entertainment, it's their talking point. And I, I suppose I spend more time now actually being a you know, validating our racing industry and trying to educate people on, you know, the current facts, not the old facts mm-hmm. and how our industry has moved and how, you know, it really is around the health and welfare of the animals. And so many people are ignorant to just the, the good general facts about the racing industry. Yeah. Brennan, before we move on and, and say goodbye to Robin, uh, what do you got for uh, Any last questions? Well, Robin, I just wanted to ask, I mean, Kenzie was a brilliant winner there on Monday night, and I see that you're going to make a step up into the heat of the 600 metre, the middle distance championship uh, off that run on Monday. You'd be pretty confident that she'd, she'd handle the extension in the, in the trip? Yes, she's um, definitely confident that she can run the race in the distance. It will be about um, her ability to weave through the field and the gaps. And that seems to be, you know, where the field sort of lays. If she can get a run home, very confident. If she can't mm-hmm. get the run, then she, you know, either has to go sideways. And, and that's, you know, as we all know, takes the time and they lose that little bit of the time that they need to win. Yeah. Looking forward yeah. to it. Robin, appreciate your time as always. We'll talk again soon and good luck going forward. Okay. Thank you very much. Robin Johnson there. Brennan, any last words before we let you go, my man? What do you got for us? Uh, well, I've got a couple of runners to follow uh, out from Devonport on Tuesday. There was a green that finished second um, behind an actual winner of mine. I, I've let that slip. I had a winner there myself Bang. as an owner at Devonport on Tuesday. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Um, you, you don't be so humble either, mate. Just drop it straight off the top next week. Um, well, it was actually a little Quinella. I had the sister uh, girl by the name of Self Control, and the one I wanted to tip uh, was the second runner, Just Mates. It's trained by Stephen Gerrard at Dalarain, and... This greyhound was also making its debut. It was only beaten a half head in the margin, but I think Just Mates has got a career going forward and um, he showed plenty of ability and I think wherever he lines up, he's going to be pretty smart in his next run.
Beautifully done. At SN underscore track, we'll get that out there as well. So the SN track family, don't miss it. As always, Brennan, we love your time. We'll talk next week. Not a problem. Talk soon. Brennan Ryan and, of course, Robin Johnson, all things Greyhounds as we head towards a big four or five days in the state of Tassie. News time. Plenty more on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, all thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk. Of course, you can get involved like you can anytime as part of the SEN Track family. 0499 736 736. We're going to get to Adam Trinder very shortly. Yeah, looking forward to speaking to him because they clash again. Uh, the two oh, stars of can't wait Tassie Racing, race. still a star and Mystic Journey down. They'll be going doing battle down the Flemington Strait again. Upon uh, this is where so much excitement is around. Like the the fact is, we, we spoke prior to Let's Elope, where our man Staples, who's having a well earned break, he'll hopefully be back with us next week. He's like they'll go head to head in the straight, and he he called it to be one two. Now it didn't quite work out that way. It was two and three, but. They are horses in really good form. Mystic Journey's come back in a ripping nick and still a star continues to go through the grades and say, you know what we're doing? We're going we're gonna to go to that next level and, and, and be a group one runner. So it's a uh, cracking it's group two, isn't oh, it? It's a, yeah. I can't wait for tomorrow, Brownie. I cannot wait. Adam Trinder's going to join us shortly and give us the latest on Mystic Journey as well. Just quickly, NFL. Imagine an NFL game in Hobart. Or Lonnie, <laughs> yeah, or Devonport, or even the King Island. Stewie McSwain's currently the king of King Island. Do we change that if? Uh, Last time I was down Hobart, I went yeah. to Mona. How yeah. great is Mona? Magnificent. I had a wedding there. Well, no, sorry, I take that back. I attended you, a yeah. wedding there. I don't want people to think I had my wedding there. Uh, I attended a wedding at Mona, and it was it was outstanding. And and I, I don't know. I won't speak for yourself, Brownie, but. Yeah, I'm no genius. There's a lot of stuff that really blew my mind and I still think about it on a daily basis and I can't understand it. There's plenty that blew my mind. 0499 736 We'll get to a break on the other side of it. Adam Trinder's is going to join us. He, he's Tassie's best and leading trainer and, of course, he is in control of Mystic Journey. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. That's who we are. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, all thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talks as we head towards what's going to be a wonderful weekend of racing. And, geez, I'll tell you this, the Rose of Kingston, Group 2, Flemington, can't wait for it. We all love Mystic Journey. There, there is no doubt. And she looks like she is back to her best form, which is saying something because the standard she set for herself is extremely high. Adam Trinder needs no introduction, so I'll just say good day. Hello, buddy. Morning, boys. How is she? really good. Travelled over uh, last night, arrived at Flemington 6.30 this morning and report and video updates have all been positive. Uh, she's at Lindsay Park Flemington there, which uh, is a very unique training environment for being in the middle of the city. They've got, uh, got big day yards there, which is similar to what we have here at home. So she's out in the day yard today, lovely and relaxed. We'll come into the stable this evening and ready to do battle tomorrow. Adam, you know the horse better than anyone, obviously. To my eye, she looks like a horse that um, just just likes being outside other horses. Um, so the barrier, number seven, is, is that a good draw for her? I would think it is, yeah. So so your observation is totally correct. Uh, we've seen her win an all-star mile barrier 14, sort of deep, 
when a Phillies classic there at, at Mooney Valley sort of uh, was, was three and four deep the whole way. So she does like like her own space. Uh, so I think seven seven's probably perfect. She's still going to be second half of the field. And I would suggest she's still going to be in that three wide line. But uh, probably potentially just this week, she'll probably get the opportunity to be in the three wide line just with a little bit of cover, which uh, she didn't get the opportunity to gain there at Flemington first up in the Let's Elope. Uh, leading into the Let's Elope, though, you were on the record of saying that you think she's back and she's in great nick. And she was. She was really, really good. And you just mentioned a couple of possible tiny excuses, even though she ran so well. How confident are you that she can keep going on with this prep and, and end up in that probably that group? One Empire Rose. I think I think she got a lot of confidence out of the Empire Rose, out of the Let's Elope. Yep. Um, my my apologies. Obviously, she was defeated, but uh, really made a long, sustained run, really strong to the line and through the line. Fifty metres past the post, she was clearly in in front uh, after the event. So. I think, uh, I think she's sort of stepped away from it with a little bit of buoyancy about her. Uh, obviously, it's been well documented. She, she pulled up with knee chips uh, post to blamey, and they were probably potentially troubling her in a in first two Tasmanian runs. So uh, she was probably feel she probably felt those three runs, or she definitely felt the blamey. So she stepped out of the let's elope, uh, nice and fluent in her action, and uh, just just got a real real air of confidence back about her. So as as you said, I was happy and buoyant with a heading into a first up assignment. Uh, everything, all indications at home had been really good, but we still needed to see her go there in a public environment and show us in a race day scenario. So it, it was terribly relieving to see that. Is the Empire Rose the target for you or is it something else that might pop up over the course of the next couple of weeks if she runs really well tomorrow? So the Empire Rose is the target. Yep. Uh, it's a little, little bit of a thorn in our side sort of... Uh, mm. We all tuned in and, and watched her run in it last year yeah. after she won the stock stakes, and, and I think we can we can make a clear argument that a that a different situation she uh, she gets yes. her opportunity to win the race. She was beaten 1.2 and uh, didn't uh, didn't didn't come off the bridle or get clear air. So it's uh, so it's one one that got away, but hopefully we can catch up. Uh, going forward, it is such an exciting time, but there is some frustration attached to it as well when it comes to coronavirus and restrictions. How have you had to? This change, I guess, a little way about you go about certain things, not necessarily just with Mystic Journey, but any time a horse comes to the mainland and, and, and runs, you you lose a little bit of that control from a hands-on uh, perspective on race day. How have you handled it? Probably as well as, as, well as I, I could, probably yep. a little bit better than what I expected, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, yeah. I'm, I'm very hands-on, and, and especially with, with Mystic Journey, uh, so sort of, when she when she steps out out of my control, sort of, and, and it's only an ego thing, uh, sort of, I, I do become quite stressed and a little bit agitated around, around the stables. The girls can testify to that. But uh, um, she, she's there, as I said, Lindsay Park, Gary Fennessy, uh They they campaigned horses here over the spring carnival and stayed with us for a period of time. So Gary's got a good understanding of, of how how I go about things, how I do things. I'm I'm pretty laid laid back and relaxed, and I like my horses in the in the same same sort of mindset so uh from from what i saw there first up in the let's elope and so far throughout the course of the day today uh gary's been able to enact that for us there so uh it's it's, it's as good as it can be adam uh, obviously mystic journey and still a star on the, the same trajectory that they raced against one another last start they're, they're racing against one another tomorrow and then obviously down the track to, does that give you um added bit of competition and incentive when uh, you're representing the whole of Tasmania and obviously you and Bill would uh, would know each other really well and try and um, 
trying to outdo each other a little bit? Uh, so I've got a tremendous amount of respect for Bill. He's been a, been and is a fantastic trainer for, for numerous years. Um, I actually find it find it a little bit sad, to be honest with you, that uh, that our two headline acts from Tasmania do have to go there, go there and race each mm, other. Yeah. I, I think it, think it'd be nice if we if we could have split them up, but. Uh, we're obviously both racehorse trainers and both pig-headed. We we had we had the mindset they're the races that that I want to run in. Uh, so they're they're going going head to head. But uh, I, I just think from a from a local perspective, if we if we could have gone there and just enjoyed each horse individually in different races, it probably would have been better. But uh, they're, bo- they're both going to go there and represent themselves and ourselves re- really well, I trust. Now, of course, when tomorrow goes well for Mystic Journey, you can maybe have one beer because I'm assuming you've got a pretty full book on uh, on Sunday as well, a few runners as well, I assume? No, so like, like we've actually got the, got, the, got the weekend off oh. and we don't... We, we kick off for Wednesday evening racing. Uh, we, we're back to our night season on Wednesday night and light compliment there as well. I only had the one runner, so uh, hopefully hopefully one runner's enough. Sometimes sometimes you only need one, sometimes you need ten. But uh, also the name Easy Road, first up, he'll go there and run really well. He's won his seven or eight races previously, terribly honest. So probably found his right race to kick off in. Has there been one that's really caught your eye, an up-and-comer in the stable that uh, we should potentially look out for over the coming months? I've got some really nice three-year-olds there, which we which we exposed as two-year-olds uh, quite quite lightly, but uh, they're, they're going to build up. So I've got a lovely capitalist filly by the name of Miss Tuppence. Uh, she's won two races and stakes placed from from only four starts. Uh, so she's she's one to watch out for the three-year-old season. Uh, Miss Charlie Brown, another three-year-old filly for for the Oaks and and the like, and and a little outreach colt uh, by the name of Outbound. Uh, he'd be really competitive in a race like the three-year-old Cup, uh, the start of our summer carnival. So um, we've got a young team, only a, only a small team. We don't do massive numbers, but uh, our, our three-year-olds will be the shining light apart from Mystic Journey. A lot of excitement, mate. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Adam Trinday, he's a superstar. Absolute superstar. He's got Mystic Journey purring. She was back to her best. Mentioned the the knee chips after the blamey where I, I don't think I'm alone in suggesting that I was a little worried about the best probably being past her. She come out and proved it beautifully in that lets alone and then, of course, gets a crack at it tomorrow in the Rose at Kingston, all heading towards the Empire Rose, which uh, all things considered, and the horse racing is a fickle game and you need luck. She should have probably won a year ago, as he mentioned. No doubt about that. So, no, it'll be fascinating. Already been some pretty good market support. We couldn't get hold of, of Tommy Hackett, but I will be able to tell you that uh, the horse has been backed in from $5 oh. into $4.40. Oh. And right now... Is that your cash or not? He's not mine yet. Okay, he's yet. holding favouritism in the in that race. And there's instant celebrity in Odium and uh, obviously still a star. And a Visto. So it's a really high-quality Group two, as you'd expect. Well, what odds is still a star right now? All thanks to Ladbrokes. Eight's just firmed into seven fifty. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the, both those Tassie horses have um, that have been well backed. I think we're still still a star as well. Just continues to stand up and get to any level she needs to get to. And that was the big question mark over. And she earned the opportunity. She was really good previously. Goes into a tougher race tomorrow. It's a deeper race. As you mentioned, instant celebrity who was in that. Uh, race last time, but you know, Ana Vista. They, these are these yeah, are really nice good horses. horses. Yeah, it's a nice are. horse, and a lot of these horses will be uh, battling it out when the Empire Rose rolls around. Come the Cup Carnival. So if you stand up and deliver tomorrow, not necessarily a win, 
But if you run a really deep race or a good race tomorrow in a deep race, you're a big chance to have another crack at it in a month's time. No doubt about that. All right. Hey, there's a, Hit <laughs> there's me. a first start, um, sorry, no, first up today in the first of the Chuka. I know I'm going mm-hmm. off one. It's been $1.85, Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. Oh. into $1.10 here. And it's about to jump. So quite an extraordinary move uh, on a soft five at a Chuka. $1.10. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's going to... Uh, Is that your money? No, that's not. I haven't had a bet today. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they get the uh, they get the weekend off. The, yes. the lads down there. There's no racing them. Oh, yes, they got the night series and. Um, that's exciting, isn't it? I I like racing under lights a bit more. Bloody oath, I do. Wouldn't it be great to have some good racing at Flemington? Don't worry about Flemington, and I do love Flemington. Would they ever put lights in? No. No, I don't think so because you've already got those two major tracks that have it. Okay. And I have argued this, and argued this, and we both have somewhat of a relationship with Michael Brown, the CEO of the Mooney Valley Racing Club. A night cox plate would be the greatest thing that that track could do. We've had a twilight. We've had a twilight. Jimmy Chu got beat by Pinker Pinker. Still flattens me. <laughs> Speaking through my pocket entirely, of Did course. Did we have a twilight for, for Winks? Uh, I la- don't think so. What was last year was went early because of the grand final, was it? Yeah, last year they went some, early. They had some changes. Yeah, I know. They had no crowds. They trialed that. And, uh, hey, look, they're going with it again this year. So it must have been somewhat sure successful. Uh, all right. Big weekend. Just quickly, I'm going to roll through some of the tips for our or from our experts. Jamie Cox shut off the top of the show. Hobart on Sunday night. Race four, number five, Baby You A Song. Race five, number seven, Hard Jet. For a couple of hard jet, a couple of people firing through some some questions about that. So have a look at that. The parlay, the place parlay that he's got off the top of his head <laughs> at SN underscore track. You can jump on and check that out as well. Of course, Shane Hawes joined us. He's got a couple. Uh, Mickey O goes around Sunday in the dandy patch in race six after it won that $20,000 sweepstakes race. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Brennan Ryan, his tips are up as well at SN underscore track. So check it out. And, of course, the Let's Elope tomorrow, just after 3 o'clock local time, Mystic Journey and still a star, the two Tasmanians to go head-to-head in a very deep Phillies race or Mares race now, and we're looking forward to it. NFL score, Brownie, what do you got? Well, it's 21 uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. 14 for the Bengals. And they're on a drive at the moment down the field to tie things up. All so, right. Um, they were massive underdogs, the Jags. So uh, they've done well to be in front this time of the game. Well, they're massive underdogs because they haven't won a game. They've won one game in 12 months and it's just about to get all tied up, I think. At 21 apiece, we're looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to a big afternoon. How confident are you? I'm very confident and uh, enjoy. Happy punning, Taswegians. So we'll look forward to speaking to you next Friday. Taz Racing Talks, all thanks to Ladbrokes.